Welcome, listeners, to episode seven of the Ministry of Dice. We're a UK-based podcast discussing all things UK and Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as True Mister Six. And my podcasting partner in crime is Andy, aka Roger Pilkington Smythe. <laughs> Indubitably, sir. Pleasure <laughs> yeah, to be here. <laughs> so a little known fact about Andy for the listeners. So Andy is an award-winning, world-renowned botanist, published no less, and is most notable for his work on studying the antiseptic properties of knobweed and the dietary effects of nipplewort flowers. <laughs> Google it. It's an interesting study. So Andy, how are you doing? You all right, my man? Yes, very well, thank you. <laughs> uh, what's the word over there, my man? Yeah, doing good, mate. Doing good, mate. You? Yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks, my man. I've got, I don't know if you can hear, I've got a little bit of a, a croak in the old throat there. Oh, um, you were not well. See, the kids are back in school, aren't they? It's like sending them to a cesspool of, of <laughs> disease and then they just drag it home for me to, to feel under the weather in work all day long. But it's okay, I've got a sidekick on my phone. I've got plenty to occupy me when I should be working. <laughs> so, what gaming have you been up to, bud? What gaming have I been up to? So, I'll start with the non-Dice Masters gaming. As usual, regular listeners will probably start cutting on to this. I do quite a bit of gaming with my daughter. And since we last recorded, I've played a game called Beastie Bar uh, with my little girl and my wife. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, mate. No, never heard of it at all. So, it's it's, uh, it's a bit of a what, what would largely be described as a take-that game. Um, you have a, a bar, a party... Uh, that all the animals in the jungle want to get into. And then you have a dirty, scummy alleyway that the bouncer kicks out you know, the undesirable party members. You have a hand of animals. Each animal has a different ability that affects the queue to get into the bar. And the winner is basically the person who gets the most of their animals into the bar by the conclusion of the game. And the loser is the person who's got the most in the alleyway. So, you know, you play cards and they shuffle around the order of the queue or make people go to the back. And the lion, he comes in and always goes straight to the front and stuff like that. So it's pretty good. But it's quite handy for the kids because um, it's not very text intensive. And the special moves of the characters are, are illustrated on the bottom of the cards. So that's, that's all I've done non-Dice Masters wise. On the Dice Masters front, I've played a little bit of Guardians Drafting recently guardians mm. of the galaxy mm. and we've been doing some wko practice some some kind of three round events playing what, what we what we'd largely describe as the bring your best which is your our modern constructed wko sort of warm-up stuff and they've gone down well i've really enjoyed drafting guardians of the galaxy and there's been a been a few standout cards in there for me that i've enjoyed playing with i pulled a yondu the the one that deals the damage for the guardians in the field and an, oh, Ad- nice. and an Adam Warlock. I had a little go of a Guardians team. Um, but I also noticed a little gem in uh, the Nebula, the Uncommon Nebula, that lets you mess around with your with your opponent's draws, which I thought was quite nice. Uh, and Cosmo the Space Dog, which is just, you know, canine characters. It's They are the future. So you've been uh, messing around with your opponent's draws? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And their bag. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, that, that's the that's the kind of gaming experience you get when you come to one of my events. Mm-hmm. Must be a northern thing. Must be a northern thing indeed. So yeah, Guardians is a great set to draft, and then the WKO practice is pretty much what it says on the tin. Everyone brings their best team, and we just try and smash into each other to see what's working, what's not working. You know, into that intensive period of tinkering and playing around, which I'm taking much more seriously this time. Ooh. Yeah. Well. Coming up, spoiler alert, coming up, there'll be a bit more discussion on that in one of the segments we've got to follow. What about yourself, mate? What have you been up to? 
the last couple of weeks seems to have absolutely flown by. I haven't really done any non-Dice Masters gaming, mm. and Mickey's PC is down, so I've been bashing one out on my own, so to speak, and just been kind of playtesting the So Bad It Could Be Good team. Sure. Um, struggling a little bit for it, which, 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 which means I need to ask you a question. Oh, my brother. here we go. My well, brother. Just before you yeah. ask the question, for, for anyone who's listening, uh, who's a new listener, the So Bad It Could Be Good team, if you're interested to know, we, we, we walk through the build of this team in our, uh, which episode was it? The fifth episode? Rip Thunderstone episode. Yes, episode five. Yeah, and this is a team that uh, I'd, I've challenged Andy to take to WKOs that, that is not quite up to tier one scratch, I think would be the yeah. best way to describe it. But I think I've got a suspicion as to what you're about to ask me here now. It's doggy doo-doos. Um, so, so, Chris, 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 my, my, my podcasting brother. Yeah, man. My, my, my brother from a northern mother. <laughs> Please. I want to swap out a couple of cards. Uh, well, by a couple, how many do you mean? Two. Two. I'll stick to two. I'm not going to go too wild. but um, You want to change out two cards? Yeah. Well, I don't know, mate. I mean, we've got it down on... It's on tape. It's out there. <laughs> I, I challenged you live to drive on that episode. Yeah, the, the the tens of tens of of listeners that we have, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure, will not mind. Uh, well, I tell uh, yeah. I tell you what then. So let's. I, I'm not going to decide this. Let's let's make it the listeners' decision then. These tens of tens of listeners that we get. So here's what I'll do. Uh, those who are listening right now who are familiar with the So Bad It Could Be Good team, I'd encourage you to go to the BritRoller6.com website where there'll be uh, a blog page post with this podcast episode on it. Go to the comments there and let us know whether you think I should let Andy change two of his cards in his So Bad It Could Be Good team. And then I suppose we'll go with the decision of, of our listening public there, my man. Please go comment. Let me change out the flash. Please. <laughs> <laughs> change out the flash yeah yeah let's see how that goes i'll make it their decision but in principle i've got no objection i suppose as long as you keep the the heart of the team uh, the, the heart of the team yeah they'll still be there jessica jones and cloak not cloak <laughs> dagger 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 the rest of the cards will <laughs> will not change i just want to change two little listeners though because they might this might sway them. So I want to take out the flash. I want to take out the flash and put in OP Iron Fist because there's a lot of ping damage and it's just basically it's just getting decimated when anything that ping ping pings away. And <laughs> that uh, is I, that is one hell of a pendulum swing from so bad it could be good. <laughs> <laughs> and the Iron Golem for the uh, Clay Golem for the reason that I don't have the Iron Golem. Um, all right, that one's not, yeah, that one's not too bad. <laughs> it's, it's quite a good, a good reason to want to sw- switch it out. Yeah, although um, I've got a copy, I could always send it to you. No, the, the clay golem would be better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, over to you listeners, head over to the comments and let us know whether we should let Andy change those two cards. So let's talk about what we've got coming up in this episode then. So we have, it's a very special episode actually, isn't it, Andy? 
Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, we've got uh, our very first special guest coming up for you, folks, which we're really excited about. We recorded it a couple of Saturdays ago to accommodate a time difference. Might be giving you a bit of a hint as to where our special guest is coming from. Uh, So uh, that's that's a great segment. We're really pleased to get the opportunity to do it. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to keep it on the down low. Keep it spoiler-free until you get to that section. And then, as alluded to just a few moments ago, we, we've got a little bit of discussion between me and Andy about getting ourselves set up for success for the upcoming WKO season. So how do we prepare our teams? How do we get ourselves ready to compete with the, the best players in our in our country here and gather up a few ideas as to how we both do it differently to the different results we also produce as well. So uh, quite a packed episode there again for you folks, but I hope you enjoy it. Look forward to the, uh, the special guest we've got at the back end. But there's something that we need to particularly point out about the special guest appearance, isn't there, Andy? There is a little bit of a spoiler. There might be a quiz involved, and I might have made a bit of a boo-boo. Yeah, a a deliberate mistake. (laughs) You you could call it that. In order to to kind of pay penance for my mistake, I am putting up a -a one-of-a-kind alternate art Hulk out, which I've drawn myself. And if you can identify what the not so deliberate deliberate mistake is, um, and it's, uh, it's 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 quite a big one, then if you contact us via the contact us section on the Brit Roller Six blog, we will pull a name out of hat and I will send that to you. All those who correctly identify the mistake, we'll just chuck them into uh, my flat cap on little pieces of paper and draw a winner out. And I'll I'll put a picture up of the the old art. Uh, card that Andy's drawn as well, because uh, I've got to tell you, actually, mate, I was really impressed when I saw that. Those, those come out all right, eh? Yeah, yeah. Those that four-year art degree is not going wasted. <laughs> yeah, it's the culmination of four years of drunkenness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, don't put it in the comments or on Facebook for two reasons. Firstly, everyone will know what the mistake is, and secondly, you'll be saving me the embarrassment of everyone saying how I've made a mistake online. There you go. Absolutely. Well, uh, excellent. So it's competition time. Tremendous. Yeah. So I look forward to seeing if people can clock that. I didn't, and our special guest didn't in the moment, that's for sure. Uh, so we're all culpable in this deliberate error. Excellent. Okay, then, mate. Well, should we get this show on the road? Let's do it. Excellent. On to our first segment, then. Toodaloo. Welcome back, listeners. This next discussion that we'd like to share with you started between me and Andy a couple of weeks ago when the WKO announcement started. Um, We'd like to share our thoughts on how we get prepped up for success for attending WKOs and doing well. We have two very different perspectives between us on this subject and also two very different sets of results as a result of our differing opinions on this subject. Andy, clearly the UK national champion 2017, has taken a an approach a strategy to set himself up for success through the WKOs and all the way on to winning the top trophy. I, on the other hand, sort of bimble through nice and comfortably in the middle. <laughs> coming in at number 10 number 11 sometimes even last quite comfortably no it's okay mate it's okay and we'll talk about why that's okay in a moment so andy let's get the discussion started then what's the first step in getting yourself prepped up for attending a wko event yeah i I think we've broken it down into a few different kind of sections of things that i do to get ready for wko or a big tournament the first thing on the list is to research the meta for so sure what, yeah yeah so, so so what is out there what what are we going to be playing against what's good what do we want to play with 
and using that to our advantage. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important to look outside your own meta as well. I think some of that research has to include taking a look at what, what might be going on in the wider context of Dice Masters. WKOs, their championship opens. They attract players from outside of your local area, or in our case, from across the country. People travel to attend these. So there's a lot of sources you can get that type of information from. For researching, you want to be looking at uh, what is going on in other WKOs. Hopefully, if you're not playing in some of the first rounds then you can get to see what's being played the weeks before both over here researching that i know that the team lists are usually up on the brit roller six blog so do check the the blog out <laughs> um uh, similarly facebook the reserve pool double burst they've all got good reports on what's being played and where so we want to look at what's being played and what's what's winning yeah, I agree. And then at that point, I suppose, and this is where, because we, yourself and I, we, we both do that activity. We're very active out in the field. I certainly read up. And as you say, I like to gather in team lists from around the UK and publish them over here. I stay very close to what's going on around the world. But at this point, there's a decision that you make, I think, in your preparation that's probably the point at which you and I sort of part ways. Because I think you take a look at the winning team, the winning combos, the things that are standing out, and you find the thing that fits your style that you feel you can work with and win with. I, on the other hand, kind of just make weird random choices, <laughs> read that information, completely disregard it, and I make teams that just exist. <laughs> <laughs> to often no end at all yeah Uh, but joking aside there's there's a decision point then isn't there yeah from having a look at everything out there what is going on what's being played and what is winning the the first decision to make is what you are going to play so for example to lead into the the second round last year we saw beholder winning throughout the u.s both myself and the partner in crime that i have for playtesting mickey uh we saw that and we said yes we want some of that so we got the team onto the table uh, and then started to play it and play it and play it yeah yeah uh this is of course you being a disciple of the school of mike plum Absolutely. And to reference, if you're looking for information on kind of how you can do well in WKOs is he has got an article on the Reserve Pool website, uh, which is titled So You Want to Win a WKO. I used that and I read through that and tried to follow his tips in the lead up to nationals and found that he structures quite well how to go about playtesting to a, a high, high level. It's definitely worth a read there. Yeah, this is, uh, so I I do practice and I agree with the need for practice, but my problem is I'm a procrastinator and I'll procrastinate at this point here where I've researched the meta, I've seen what's around, I've usually got a good sense of cards that catch my eye and I like um, and would like to play at a competitive level, but then I procrastinate and I end up making two or three teams and then I play a little bit with one up up a road and then sort of decide, no, that's not working for me, I'll sort of change it all a bit or even strike it off the list and move to the next one and i'll play the next one a little bit and then whereas i think there is something about a little bit of that laser beam focus who am i what type of player am i what works for me that is in the top tier right now that suits my style and then knuckle down and absolutely figure it out get it back to front inside and out you know which is i think the difference between you and i and 
also the reason why you're a champion with with practicing so you've got the team you've had a look you've seen what's out there you've picked your team and you've got to practice how do you go about practicing we had a, a few different kind of things that we did first off play the team against the other kind of top tier teams that are out there working out what you're going to do against different kinds of opposition that you're likely to see uh, obviously we've got the kind of all you know, the blanking action that we've got coming into the uh, to the meta yeah it's like shriek and firm favorites like dwarf wizard kryptonite and your favorite cold gun yeah i like cold gun that seven cost thanos is going to be if people are, can ramp up to him he's he's going to be big news i agree with the double burst on that one so it's not just about deciding on your win con it's also about thinking and being across the meta and understanding what kind of type of interference is my opponent going to run on me? What type of interference might I need to run on my opponent? Is there some protective measures that I need to make sure that I've got? And kind of wrapping that all into your play style and then going back to the core idea of you've got to practice with that so that you it's almost muscle memory in the moment. My opponent has just reaped a vital card for me right now. How do I get out of that trap? Yeah, I mean, the, the way I play, I mean, I, I like to play a f- kind of fast, kind of aggro style. So the way that I found uh, as a way to get around the, the more disruptive uh, elements is is just to go faster and, and get things out before the opponent. So with the teams I played to the high end, so things like Beholder and, and Ultraman, it was just seeing how I can get them out of the field as quickly as possible so that I can be in place and hit in for six before my opponent. A lot of those strategies and and things that I used to get there are, are now in golden. So things like blue eyes, PXG. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they're they're not there anymore to help me. And and where we were building the teams, we to go on for a little bit of a tangent, uh, we seem to end up with a team which seems to evolve around five, uh, four characters, uh, and four globals. So it was very streamlined it was very very much you know i don't really need these other characters to get in for the win i just need x y and z so the rest of the the slots can just be filled with how i can get there faster and quicker than anyone else but that's a side tangent on how the the teams evolved with us which was 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 down to tinkering which is putting things in or with globals especially if you're playing against lots of different teams with different globals and and you find that obviously you're using the globals and you say actually do you know what that works really well i'd rather have rip hunter's chalkboard in my team as opposed to vixen uh because uh, you know that's not really helping me towards what i want to do rip hunter's going to bring the character in nice and quick then you're streamlining it towards what your plan is and, and getting rid of the chaff yeah yeah absolutely and then maybe small substitutes here and there to to say well could this work better could could this work better testing them out a bit and seeing where you go yeah which all sounds very reasonable and very sensible <laughs> once again all i could all i could contribute to this conversation really is you know if yeah if you want to go far take that advice if you want to sit in the middle with me <laughs> <that's> <laughs> a, <you> know, <laughs> i feel like such a fraud talking about this I think there's something about finding a team. You're in this preparation. You're looking around the meta. You make a decision um, that, here we go, here's something that I think will work for me. You then put some thought into what type of defensive measures you need, how you run interference on your opponent, how they're going to mess with you, what am I going to do. You start your practice cycle. I think there's something in that decision moment there about what you're going to enjoy playing as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. You've, you've got to find out what you want to play and, uh, and and your style, and you enjoy doing it. For example, like we were talking before about uh, the Ultraman team. Now, I took the Ultraman team to nationals, and it involved triggering Ultraman to do the front line to give your, your characters the buff, and then imprisoned to get rid of your opponent's characters. When prepping for, for Worlds, th- there wasn't access to Imprisoned, so that didn't work as well. And the better version that we worked way out was with uh, One Against Many, which gave you the the direct damage. But if I'm honest, I found it boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, and that's, you know... There wasn't any in- interaction. You, you, you basically <coughs> sat there, you used a Kryptonite, you said that's one damage to you from Storm... That's two damage to you from uh, one against many. That's another damage to you from Storm. Oh, and I've got Superhero Registration Act, so that's another st- ping of damage from you from Storm. Oh, I've got another Kryptonite. Uh, and it was basically just sat there talking to your opponent whilst knowing actually did anything, which didn't really fit into to how I like to play. And, and you've got to kind of work out, you know, if you go in and you're, you're putting all this work into it and you're practicing with the team and you go into an event, if you don't enjoy it, then what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. Well, unless you, you know you, you're there to, to brutally demolish all who stand in your way. Uh, <laughs> but uh, largely, uh, the Dice Masters players that I've ever met, I haven't yet come across anyone like that. Yeah. It, Except if, maybe if Mickey. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're not Mickey and, and you are like that, then maybe you should try Destiny. That is quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, dear me. Uh, so yeah, I'm a well. This is where I can come in now because I've I've played I've played, uh, you know, in WKOs since since we've been doing them over here in the UK. I've done a number of them now. I've got a few under my belt. Sometimes you know I do well. Sometimes I don't do so well. But I'm an absolute firm believer that I will enjoy the events and I, it will influence my decisions in this period of preparation before going to the WKOs. And I'll know somewhere deep within me that the team I'm taking or the team I've settled on perhaps hasn't quite got it to go the distance. But, you know, it's what I think I'm going to enjoy playing. And bottom dollar, you can bet, even if you've got the top tier number one meta team, I'm going to make you work for the win. <laughs> because that's because I like the, those are the little wins for me. You know, and that's how I enjoy it. So I pick teams that suit my style that I know I'm going to have fun with, but possibly aren't going to be the all singing, all dancing big winner of the year. And I'm happy and comfortable with that. Because that's where I discern the pleasure from the game, you know. So I think that there has to be some sort of zen-like acceptance at this point here before you go to the WCO where you say, yeah, do you know what? Win or lose, what am I in this for? Kind of thing. And I'll build a team that suits that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely, mate. Metatastic. Um, <laughs> so absolutely. The, the, the example and, and the, the story that I, I think I bore Andy Spug with um, every time I see him is from Nationals 2016, which was the first ever competitive tournament I ever played. And the the thing that I got out of that uh, the most was playing a lot of players that were better than me. I, I came ninth, and I was massively, massively proud of the fact that I came ninth. But I improved the most in my game from playing against him in the last game of the, of the Swiss before I got knocked out, because he was doing things with, with dice that, that, that I didn't even realize you'd want to do and um i remember (laughs) (laughs) 
well <laughs> uh, if we take that where, um, where was, what was okay what uh, was he uh, doing yeah, yeah. Let, let's not go down that route uh, but for example things like uh, life as a resource i can remember he pxg'd and then took a took a life and i remember going to him look mate if, if you didn't mean to do that i don't mind if you put the dice back and he just looked at me as if to say like no no it's fine i was like no 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 if you want to put it back not to you know if you don't want to lose the life <laughs> and he's like no nah, i'm all right I was like, oh, that's a little bit odd, uh, and then then he then he kicked me ass. Yeah, playing against really good players is is one thing that you will do at at WKOs and and enjoy. If if you're not going to win, you're not going to win, but you will become a lot better player from doing it. Yeah, or not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> no, I think I yeah I agree entirely that uh, I mean you know when people say to me, in fact I was only chatting to a lad this weekend just gone, he was sort of saying this is the first time I've kind of come along to one of these sort sort of things. I'm thinking about going to the WKOs. I'd like sure totally you should come and just lose every game because you know you'll learn so much, you'll have a lot of fun, and everybody's such a pleasure to play that it'll it'll all be golden for you, mate. Get get stuck in. So yeah, I entirely agree. You've just got to find a way of enjoying yourself within that, and if enjoying yourself means playing teams that aren't going to be the accepted top tier big winner you know and it's going to be the type of team that you play and you're going to take flame for on the forums well you know what who who cares um i had fun playing it and i stand by that (laughs) (laughs) who am i trying to convince yeah (laughs) but if you don't want to come 10th if you follow the uh, the set rules that we put through so research the meta build a team practice practice against what you think is going to be out there tinker a little bit so that you're ready for the different types of disruptive elements that you can come against practice some more practice your purchase order so that you know exactly what you are doing it's going to put you in good stead and put your, your opponent on the back foot because you are going through things nice and quick and if, if you if you run through all of those then um you'll be playing me in the final <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and what a what a, a brush with celebrity that will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you'll be playing Ben in the final, and he'll beat you with a squirrel gun. <laughs> Jeez, man, you know, are you going to let that go ever? No. No. <laughs> That's like you've got that seriously locked in somewhere in there in your psyche, man. That must have hurt you bad. <laughs> Yeah, very good. Okay, well, thanks for your input there, Andy. I hope some of the, the listeners who are thinking about joining us at the UK WKOs this year who maybe haven't played before or are a bit less experienced uh, found that useful. And I look forward to seeing what you guys do with that. Welcome back, folks, to our next segment. We have a very, very special segment lined up for you now because today we have our first special guest on the Ministry of Dice podcast. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome and introduce, we have Kev with us here, otherwise known as KT Data from the Double Burst podcast. Woo! How are you guys doing? Hi, Kev. Wow, transatlantic communication. This is incredible. It's amazing what you can do nowadays. How are you today, my good man? I am doing excellent. When you said this, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to fly me out to the UK. And then you're like, oh, let's do it over Skype. I'm like, okay. Yeah, sorry. I'm very sorry. So uh, Andy probably could have covered that. 
from his family fortune, but sadly I was unable to, to cover that cost. I can barely afford the bus fare to the co-op up the road. But it's a real pleasure to have you on, man. Both me and Andy are big fans of the Double Burst. We communicated with you for some hints and tips a little while ago and also fielded the possibility of you maybe coming on and being our first guest, and you were more than happy to come along. So I'm, I'm really pleased to have you here. Thanks so very much for Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm a fan of you guys too. But So you got to answer this question for me because I, I wonder if Andy was just dressing for the U.S. audience when I met him at Nationals and Worlds. So my my knowledge of the U.K. is from, like, Sherlock and Doctor Who. So are you guys, like, <laughs> wearing suits all dressed up right now, or is that just TV and I'm imagining things? Uh, so in Andy's neck of the woods, yeah, absolutely. In fact, right now, Andy's probably in tails and top hat, monocle and waistcoat. I, That's however, true. come from, from the filthier, more working-class end of the country. So I'm wearing a flat cap, sporting a pipe, and I'm in a dirty old tweed jacket. Um, that's covered in coal mine dust. So yeah, you're getting the southern view, the the, the picture, the down the Downton Abbey of it all there, Kev. Uh, I'm actually just in my uh, in my mankini right now because it, it's comfortable. That's, that's even it. better right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, now I'm now I'm sad you guys don't make a video version of this. Yeah, sure. I'll let uh, I'll just let that one sit with the the audience for a moment and move us swiftly on. So, what are you up to? What are you playing at the moment, Kev? What's your, what sort of teams are you into? Uh, um, let's see. I've so you know, Guardians just came out over here. You guys have like another two three months until that comes out for you guys it's uh yeah thanks for that no it literally (laughs) literally dropped this week it arrived on thursday my pre-order came in the post on thursday (laughs) so so that's that's good so we've been playing around with a lot of that i know some of the the guys on the show have been playing around nowhere um, and all those shenanigans but what i've been tinkering around with is using the white dragon that says when it's breath weapon any character that was damaged by its breath weapon can't be blocked Using that with the basic action small step that spins all the characters down to level one and kind of swinging for damage right there. That's kind of the one that I've been tinkering and trying to toy with. That one and in Guardians of the Galaxy is the uncommon Captain America where it says if he's blocked and not KO'd at the end of your attack step, you deal his attack damage to your opponent. I'm always a fan of doing shenanigans like that with force blocks and that. Yeah, that sounds janky, man. I love it. Uh, you've got uh, quite a few uh, WKOs going on around your end in the in the coming weeks, haven't you? Yeah, so Utah, on the map, there's just four of them. One of them is kind of the store that we regularly go to, so I know they're going to have a draft WKO. There's another one down south from us that's not too far. They're doing another draft WKO, and I haven't heard back yet from the other two stores on if they're doing draft or constructed. And it's going to be interesting because I know one of them, they're actually going to time it with the X-Men release. So we should be drafting X-Men, which for us comes out in two, three weeks-ish. Yeah, um, we'll probably see that in the new year now. So uh, enjoy those couple of months of, yeah. <laughs> of first-class action. Uh, and will we be seeing one of your janky little combos, White Dragon or Captain America at one of those WKOs? Uh, we'll see. I have, um, so, so if, if you guys listen to double burst, you know, Russ always has all these brews and stuff. Sure. I have the opposite where I have a hard time committing to a team until the day or two before. So we'll see what, what happens um, until we get to that point right there. Well, okay. So it sounds like you and me have much more in common there than perhaps Andy, because uh, Andy, you're uh, you're from the school of Mike Plum. You like to play a team a hundred times before you put it on, to, on the table at a WKO, don't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I need to practice the life out of it to, to know what I'm doing. Yeah. Whereas I make yeah. maybe four or five teams and then decide on one in the morning. 
the way I view it with how I roll, it's like, it doesn't really matter what team I'm going to play. I'm just going to be rolling double energy on everything anyway. So, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It does sound like you and I have a lot of common there. <laughs> I genuinely think I was born under a bad dice rolling sign. But um, it's a good thing. I can take losing well. I'll say the same to you as I say to players uh, in the UK community. Just remember, folks, I lose as a public service just so that you don't have to. Oh, I need to steal that line. <laughs> yeah, take it, man. Yeah, it's yours. It's yours. So four WKOs in your area. So in Utah, you have as many going on in your state as we have going on in our entire country. <laughs> What's the population of Utah? Um, so, uh, so I actually don't know off the top of my head. It's, it's, <laughs> I would say medium-ish, medium-ish in terms of states and stuff, but I think we did the math one time. The Saturday that Guardians had come out, we we did the math of it. If we you accounted for all the stores that were playing, because we have four WKOs, but we have almost six or eight stores that actually do, do Dice Masters on a regular basis, we calculated it probably about fifty to sixty people were playing Dice Masters on that Saturday. Most of them Guardians, but other some there was I think one store was doing a D and D draft um, wow. at the same time. So there, there's actually a fair amount of people that play Dice Masters in Utah, which kind of surprised me when I first started playing this game. That is awesome, though. It's, uh, that's tremendous news that you've got such a thriving community there. I've just done a quick Wikipedia. So Utah's got a population of just under 3.5 million. The UK has a population just under 65 million. <laughs> <laughs> and you have four WKOs and we have four WKOs. Hashtag just saying, WizKids. Hashtag just saying. You're not bitter about that at all, are you? No, mate. No. Um. Well, it just, it just means that you need to have an excuse to fly out to Utah for a month or so and just go to all the four WKOs here, too. Oh, mate, I'd love to. I would so <laughs> love to do that. I'm so jealous. Did you know Andy went to Worlds? Yeah, that's where that's where we met, and that's why I was surprised when I met him, and he wasn't wearing a suit or anything, because he's like, oh, let's meet, and I'm like, where's the guy with the pipe and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it was uncomfortable dressing down for that long, I have to say. Yeah, I think it's probably what uh, what affected your ability to perform that day, mate. Yeah, if I had my dicky bow on, it'd be a different man. <laughs> so, Andy, is there anything that you'd like to ask Kev while we've got him on? Well, is it time for the quiz? Uh, yeah, it, it's always time for a quiz on the Ministry of Dice. <laughs> right, well, whilst I've got both of you with, with me, I thought we would find out who is the best host, best Dice Masters podcast host. And I thought, what better way of doing that than instead of doing anything to do with podcasting or broadcasting, is let's do a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> so here we have it. We've got Blankety Blank, D-Wiz Edition. You guys ready for a quiz? Yeah, bring it on, man. I'm game. All right, let's do it. <laughs> let's Excellent. do it. Let's do it. So it's Blankety Blank D-Wiz edition. There are four rounds. At each point, you've got the opportunity of getting two points yourself. And if your opponent gets it wrong, you can steal their points as well. Structure will be, I will read out a card ability. Um, I've taken out anything in brackets and also the global ability as well. So it's just the, the ability on the card that you have to worry about. Uh, and then one of the words, or, or maybe a couple, uh, will be blanked out. 
uh, and I will replace them with word blank. So let's give an example. So Hulk, Green Goliath. Ability is while Hulk is active, whenever either of you or Hulk takes damage, Hulk deals blank damage to each opposing character. First, he deals three damage instead. And the answer would be? Uh, two. Get that idea? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, heads or tails? Uh, heads. It is heads. Do you want to go first or second? Oh, man, this is this is kind of like that football decision. American football, not soccer. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I will go first. First. Okay, right. right. Good luck to you. <laughs> Good luck to you. This round is called Uncanny Blank Men. They're all from the Uncanny X-Men set. So, Namor, the Submariner. And he is, if you have at least blank other characters fielded, Namor cannot be blocked. Hmm, let's see. we got to think way back in the day. Trying to think now, because I know the X-Men set's coming. I don't think they're reusing his dice. So I remember back in the day, I used to use this with the basic action that I could field two sidekicks. So then he could be unblockable. So I'm going to go with two. Yep. Bang on. Is that right? Is it? Yeah, that is right. Did you know that, Chris? No, it's a good thing I didn't go first. I would have said three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, Kev, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't bode well. That was my easy starter. Oh, no. Um, no. So, right. So if I get it wrong, Kev gets the opportunity to steal it from me. Is that right? That's right. Yes, he does. Yeah, Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Bring it on. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okie doke. For you, it is Storm Weather Witch. Storm takes blank, blank, from action dice. Weather Witch? What sets Weather Witch from? Uncanny X-Men, like the round. I've never... I'm, oh. So I've never played this card. Why would you use this Storm when you could be using Avengers vs. X-Men Storms? Storm it's only just got a cracking um, global on it. Oh, I've got no recollection at all. Storm takes... No, no effect? No, that's, that sounds stupid, doesn't it? Oh, uh, no damage! Is that your final answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. Yes. Did you get that? <sighs> oh Excellent. man, this is going to go downhill. Yeah. All right. Easy to do out the way. Okay. Right, Kev. Question number two for you, and it is Vision Android. Vision takes no damage from blank characters. Oh crap. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay i got four energy types i can pick <laughs> let's see if i can remember so uh hopefully i don't mix this up because i think vision is either a mask and then so that means it's a fist or a shield and i'm trying to remember which one is which um or i could just have this all mixed up and i can't say crossover because this is an old set um that would be actually interesting um, I am going to say that he takes no damage from, oh, this is going to be bad. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to say he takes no damage from, <laughs> actually, let's, 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 I, I might, uh, since I thought mask first, I'm going to say he takes no damage from mask characters. Final answer? Yep. That's right. 
Oh, no. <laughs> so once again, I'm almost kind of glad you did get that right, Kev, because I was going in a complete different direction with that. I thought it would be like maybe villain characters. That's, that's where my head went. So if, if it had been me, that's what I would have said. So well done, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so dear. far, no one has dropped the ball. Let's see if this well-known card for Chris will help. <laughs> okay. And it is. It's Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Right. The insect world. Ant Man, the insect world. Oh man, what? Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> so when fielded, you may blank, 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 to spin Ant Man up one level. Blank, blank, blank. Mhm. Oh, this is going to be like. Oh, hang on. No. Uh, to... uh, right, I'm just diving straight in. I think I got this. Pay one fist. It's fine, lot, sir. Yeah. So, Kev, what do you think it is? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Ah, oh, man. This, 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 this is where it starts getting vague because back in the day of Uncanny X-Men, only and, and anybody who grabbed Ant-Man was just grabbing it for a global. Let's see. Just spin him up. I don't think he's ever had to kale anything, has he? Uh, no, I don't think he has. Pay, so it's probably pay in energy. Now, what energy would it be? Well, hmm. it, it ain't fist. <laughs> yeah. So I th- and the th- I think Ant Man is a mask. So I'm going to go with pay a mask. Final answer. Yep. Sorry, it is pay uh, one life. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd have never got that in a month of Sundays. So what's that? That's two one now, is it, to Kev? It's two one at the end of round one. Right, I'm standing up. It's game on now. <laughs> <laughs> it's game on now. I'm standing up. Right, I'm ready. Whose go is it? it Kev's, it's Kev's go, isn't it? It's Kev's go. Round two is titled World's Blankest, and it <laughs> features cards from the world's finest set. Again, four questions, two each, and we'll start off with Kev uh, with a nice, um, nice, easy one for you. So we have got Merlin the Magnificent. And his text is <laughs> blank. Oh man, this is I never read subtitles, so this is the problem. Um, so okay, wait, he has, so it's just it's a single word text. Yeah, uh, just blank. Magnificent. I'm going with assassin. Final answer. Yeah. Chris's chance to steal. Ooh, right, I've got an idea on this one. I'm going to say fast. That's right. Yes. Get in. Okay, now, your come chance on. to edge in front with weather wizard, dark clouds. Oh, right, uh, okay. His text is, when fielded, deal two damage to target non-blank character die. Villain. Final answer? Yeah. Kev's chance to steal again. Oh. All right. So if I remember right, this is a bolt character because one of the guys would always use it for me. So it is non-bolt character. You're both wrong. Oh. When what fielded. 
deal two damage to target non-crossover. Ah. You said it earlier as well with another one, didn't you? Oh, man. All right, what are we on then? So this is two all still, isn't it? Uh, yes, yep, he's still level. This is probably not a good time for everybody to go back and listen to the double up first episode where I said World's Finest was one of my favorite sets. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great set, though, World's Finest. <laughs> I believe, anyway. But I'm a DC fan, too, so I'm always biased. Right, back to it. Mr. Katie Data, it is your turn. I have got for you Batgirl. I can't really pronounce this right. Eidetic memory. <laughs> I'm sorry if I've got I, that wrong. Eidactic. What is it? Eidactic. Eidactic. Yeah. Well, now I'm now I'm doubting myself, but I, that's <laughs> how I think it goes. So Batgirl. Do you want to throw in on that one, Kev? Uh, I think it's. Uh, Aluminum. I think it's eidetic. Yeah. Eidetic is yeah. <laughs> if I remember right, I don't know. English is hard. <laughs> All right, well, three different versions there. Pick your favourite one. That's Anyway, sorry, crack on. Moving past that, um, while Batgirl is active, your opponents may not target your blank character die. All right, so th- this is the tough part. Is it Batman or is it Bat-Family? Hmm. Or is it Masks? Hmm. Because I, re- I remember... I was debating on using this as protection or something. Or was it something else that I can't remember now? Uh, uh, <laughs> hmm. Let's see. may not target your... I think I'm going to go with Bat Family. Chris's chance to steal. Oh, that's what I would have said as well. may not target your blank. All right, well, I'll go. I'm going to steal Kev's other guess and say Mask. You're both wrong, I'm afraid. It is Batgirl character dice. Batgirl. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Your chance to to eke out in front. uh, Queen and country, my man, for queen and country. Let's do it. Killer Frost on thin ice. All right. Killer Frost cannot be blocked by non-blank character dice with a purchase cost of five or more. Non-blank with a push. Uh, I'm just going to say villain again. If, if I say it enough times, it's going to be right at least once tonight, isn't it? <laughs> Is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah, villain. You've edged ahead. Yes! So, at this halfway stage, we have scores. Uh, we have got Kevin on two and Chris on three. Right, come on. It's close. It's very, very close. So... Are you feeling this, the pressure, Kev? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh man, I just, and I, I realize that you know I'm I'm gonna get crap from the guys for this now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I take crap for stuff I say on every episode. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> just wait, we'll we'll get Doctor J on, and then whatever his answer is, it'll just be wrong. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. Wrong. <laughs> right, round three. Come on, who's uh, so? Is it Kevil first? Yes, it is. And round three is called Blank Pool, and it will feature cards from Deadpool. We've got a return of Storm for the first one of this round, and it's Storm Weather Delay. While Storm is active, your opponent may not re-roll blank, blank, blank. Oh, um, that is may not roll basic action dice. 
Spot on. Level the score. 3-0. Well done. All right. Okay, well done. Bring it on, England. I'm ready. <laughs> We've got a, one of the top tier cards for you here with Angela Aldred Odin's daughter. <laughs> I didn't even realise this card existed until I flicked through my binder and found it. So okay. when Angela attacks, if the defending player has blank blank this turn, Angela gets plus two attack. Blank blank. Blankety blank. Blankety blank. Blankety blank. What? <laughs> um, everything that comes to mind needs three blanks. Like fielded a character or used a global. Um, I mean, who is she? <laughs> who is this woman? Oh, God, I've no idea. Um, if the opponent has... Drawn dice. Fine, that's it. Yeah. Kev's got a chance to steal. Head oh. Go ahead. All right, so what was the text again? It is, when Angela attacks, if the defending player has blank blank, this turn, Angela gets plus two attack. All right, so it's not the Guardians of the Galaxy one, so it has nothing to do with infiltrate. Um, and then the Deadpool ones... Uh, ooh, this I'm trying to think. This is either the common or the uncommon. I think it might be the uncommon, so I would only be drafting it for dice, uh, because it was really hard to trigger. So I think taken damage. Ooh. Oh, is that right? Is that you clapping? Oh no. Oh, what's the so scores now? Get it right. He also gave an absolutely cracking way of working it out as well. <laughs> right, so four three. So whose turn is it now? Is it my turn? Uh, no, it goes uh, back to Kevin. Oh, because Kev stole mine. Oh, yeah. No. So we have got Colossus, former Juggernaut. When fielded, blank 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 to all level one character dice. Oh crap. Uh. I only remember. I only. I can't remember any of the text. I just remember it looked really cool in foil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What was it? It was. Uh, this is a shot out in the dark. Ko all villain character dies. It's a good guess, but it's wrong. Uh, Chris, give, give it me again. Uh, when fielded, blank, blank, blank to all level one character dice. Like spin up, oh, no. What did Kev say? KO all villain. Uh, I don't know. KO all fist characters. <clears throat> nope. It would when fielded deal two damage to all level one character dice. Really? Yeah, it's not bad ability. <laughs> How have I not noticed that before? Because he's like a seven cast. Uh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That would explain why I've not bothered noticing that. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, doke. So, final card for round three is for you, Chris. Okay, and yep. it is Miguel O'Hara. What the shock? And the ability is when fielded, all players blank, one character die. Um, Miguel O'Hara. So this is a popular card round your way, Kev. Uh, no, it's not. It's just my form of my very cards. That's the funny part about it. <laughs> I don't think anybody else ever plays this card. 
Okay, but I'm sure, I'm sure, I knew I'd heard you mention it. <laughs> so I'm, at least I'd remember that much. Uh, I'm going to say KO. And I'm going to pass it. <sighs> oh, man. So this is not the one I like, because I like the rare. Oh, um, the, um, the, uh, the, oh, what's that ability from the prep area? Um, the back for more. Back for uh, more. So it, it, it had fast and back for more. So I'm trying to think, is this the common or the uncommon? I'm thinking it might, because I, I know it's the one that I usually don't grab. So what was the text again? When fielded, all players blank, one character die. And it wasn't KO. Oh, I'm going to, this is a long shot. I'm going to say sacrifice. You get the point. Oh, no. <laughs> So, at the end of round three, the scores are five for Kev and three for Chris. Right, okay. So, and we've got four left. Four questions left. The final round is a double pointer round, so each question is two points. So, right. it's still all to play bit, for. Bit of limbering up now. I'm going cool running style. Underdog story. Come on. Uh, look, right, round four is called... Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, no. As it's featuring cards from the D&D set. No, it's from the, uh, the <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh set. <laughs> this is a bad time to tell you that this was my first set I ever got. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Let, let's see. Let's see how well... I'm not going to let your mind games affect me here, Casey Data. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're up to. Here we go. Right. First question for... Kev, and it is Marshmallow, malleable monster. If this monster is knocked out while blocking, you may blank, blank, blank to return it to the field. You may KO a sidekick dice. <sighs> that was a bit too quick for my liking. It was quick, but it was wrong. Chris, oh. go. Uh... Pay one mask. It's close, but it's wrong. Oh. Pay one life. Oh. All right. Okay. I'm starting to see Chris and I don't like paying life. Why would you pay one life? Um, no. Uh, well, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to use your life as a resource, aren't you, in the first 10 turns? That's, that's, that's only with PXG. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who? Oh, sorry, HXG. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, Chris, right. I've got for you Injection Fairy Lily. Oh, <laughs> I know this one. This has got an incredible image on the card. It does. So, when you assign this monster to attack, you may blank, blank, blank to give it plus three attack. Blank, blank, blank. Uh, um, do you know what? I'm going to say pay one life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, it's not. Um, oh. Kev. So this was on my first Vicious Struggle team I've ever played, and it's it's uh, take two damage. That's Ooh. right. Ah, I was in the right ballpark, at least. So that's two points. <laughs> and your chance to stretch into a a very good lead with the next one, which is... You realise if I lose this, they're going to force me to move to France. 
<laughs> do you want that, what? Kev? Do you want me cast out from Dover? <laughs> well, uh, since I live in the U.S., you know, we just got rid of the U.K., so, I mean, <laughs> you could be okay. <laughs> so, it'll be, be a, a quicker commute to me, for me to come and visit you than where you are at the moment. Well, for sure, man, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right, here we go. Karibo. Uh, I'm sorry if I've said that wrong. It's Karibo. Karibo. It wasn't too far off. You know, aluminium, aluminium. Um, <laughs> explosive body. When this monster is knocked out in battle, deal damage equal to its blank to an opposing monster. Uh, let's go with attack. Chris's chance to steal. Ooh. And what did Kev just say? Attack. You're cheating if I said. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I should, yeah, okay, I'm gonna, um, I think I've said a sat, so I'm gonna say defense. No, 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 stop, stop, level, level, I wanna say level. Are you sure? What's yeah. What's the final answer? Level. You're wrong. Oh. It was defense. <laughs> I, I knew it was defense. Oh, no. Oh, what? So, to finish off the quiz. We've got for you, Chris. Obelisk the Tormentor. Right. In- Intimidator. Yeah. While this monster is active, your opponent may blank, blank, blank to summon a monster. May blank, blank, blank to summon a monster. Oh, okay. Uh, opponent. Oh, what the hell? Pay one life. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, on the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, well, all right. So, what's there? Was that the last question? What's the scores on the doors? That was the last question. So, with seven points, <sighs> Mr. KT Data himself. Well done, Kev. Well done. <laughs> representing the UK. Yeah. And with you? five points. All right. Not too bad. Mr. Williams. Okay, it wasn't a complete annihilation. A disappointment to us all. Well, you'll have to just live with that disappointment. It was a tough battle, man. It was a tough battle. All the UK listeners who know us and who play with us will be going, why Why did you put Chris up? Why, <laughs> why, why did you put him forward? Regardless of the results of this quiz, I think the world knows who the best podcast host is. Well, it's clearly Kev. Um, <laughs> oh, man. That was a lot harder than I imagined it to be. I thought it was going to be easier than that. Yeah, I, I must have been getting a bit tired when I was doing them because I've got pay one life in quite a few times. And <laughs> <laughs> you, you just knew that was our weakness, that both of us would not say that ever. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Well, congratulations, Kev. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Mic drop. You've, you've not out-knowledged me on uh, Dice Masters cards and uh, thank you so very much for coming along and having a bit of fun and playing one of our cheesy 80s quiz shows with us <laughs> yeah thank you for, for having me it was a blast great uh, glad. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself cheers okay well thanks Andy for putting that together Th- uh, thanks uh, Kev for coming along and being our special guest we'll wrap this one up here and move on to our next segment 
So here we go then, guys. We've come to the end of this latest episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing Kev joining us there and you found some use in the <laughs> WKO preparation chat that we had. We've got tentative inquiries out there warming the waters for some future special guests, so keep your eyes and ears open for some more activity in that space coming down the line. But for now, from me, Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six, and from Andy... A.k.a. Sexy Dancing... every time he hits the dance floor we'd like to say thanks so very much for listening and we'll be back in two weeks time see you in two weeks Everybody's going to think that you got the queen on the episode or something. Uh, well, we, we've got her booked for episode 10, Kev. We've, we've got her booked for episode 10. You know, we have to, her availability is not quite as easy to put together as yours. So um, we had to pre-book her a bit further in advance, you know. Um, Paul McCartney's booked for the 100th.